Good morning. Ladies and jelly beans. Oh, I'm so sassy and random. Welcome <laughs> to the Boy Town Podcast. Remember everybody was into that for a long time, the, the notion of being... Oh, I thought you just meant the, the podcast. I just thought, remember people uh, used to be into the podcast <laughs> and I was like, no, we're just kind of... Like, we've... I mean, this is going to maybe, maybe come out the wrong way off the bat, just coming in here, but <clears throat> we are kind of... Are we the people's princess of lockdown? Are we the guys, the people's princess, I should probably say? Are we the guys that are, are making people's lives better? Are we, I, I need to be very careful the way I say this, should yeah, people should. be putting rainbows in their windows for you and me? And, and are you looking for like a yes or no answer to that? Yes. Yes. No. <laughs> okay, right, all right. Yeah. Um, I just thought that maybe, <laughs> maybe no, our, our jobs. What about, what about like, could they put like, could people put like I don't know a gimp mask, hang it up yeah. in your in the front door, yeah, just, just to say like I listen to the Boytown podcast. But you know, whenever you hang gimp masks on the door, that's an invite to invite the night gimp into your house. Have you heard the story? The who story? The, the night gimp. It's this like apparently there's this you know like people grow up and there's like myths and legends. People like obviously you heard about Santa Claus and Easter Bunny. My dad always used to tell me he was like, listen, see if you keep messing around here i'm gonna hang my rubber mask in the front door and a night gimp's gonna come in and get you and i was like what do you mean he goes i just said there's this guy and he lurks the night gimp lurks in in the rear my dad said and i didn't know now as i'm older whether he meant the backyard or you know and or the or the or the back passage passage yeah and my dad would always say look out in the darkness son and then i would look out and i'd be all scared now because as a child he goes can you see anything I go, no. And he goes, wait till he unzips his teeth. Uh, oh, no. And then the night camp would just unzip his mouth and you could see his teeth in the garden. It was very scary. Um, Can I, a couple of questions mm-hmm. about this. Yeah. Um, first of all, was, was there also a day gimp? I mean, I think he's less uh, <laughs> less sort of mysterious. I think the, the day gimp's more noticeable. You know, he's more, uh, he's not as inconspicuous as the, uh, as the night gimp is. The I think gimp. it's just... Yeah, just a fell in your garden during the day, but at night it's this scary creature. That I mean, I think a lot, a lot of parents use that to scare their kids growing up. I'm pretty sure, like no. it was very common. Well, the night game sounds like uh, Game of Thrones body who uh, who never really made it. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't be very good in a sword fight, would he? Just coming in with like a tube connecting his, <laughs> connecting his arse to his mouth. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And he always does asphyxiate himself with his own gas. Um, <laughs> oh, what's funny about that is you said earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave, see, when you've got as many things in your mouth as I have, you try speaking properly. Uh, taste isn't one thing you have a lot of in your mouth, nah, but uh, I mean, Chris, Chris Eubank. Uh, oh, that's racist. Think of, what do you think of my impression of Chris Eubank? I think it's offensive because I don't think it sounds like Chris Eubank. This sounds like uh, someone with a, a brain injury and a lisp. <laughs> Fair. Which, to be a- fair, a- a- is- Chris Eubank. <laughs> How calm is Chris Eubank? Like, really? Oh, he's very calm. What I enjoy the most about Chris Eubank is the fact that he, he he actively came out and said, "My name is, my name is no longer Chris. My son, my son is Chris Eubank." I'm- Why would you say my I'm- impression is offensive and then yours is identical? <laughs> But the thing about that is, my my son is Chris Eubank. I am English, so please call me that from now. And they were like, as in the nation. Yeah, and he's like, yes, English. So then I watched an interview with a with a guy, one of the Sky Sports 
correspondence and he was clearly just like you or me just in the mood for badness and he was like oh, i'm here with chris eubank and english english well what's going on and he said i oh, thank you for referring to me by my proper name and he was like all right eubank just throwing the shade back on but what's funny about chris eubank is say like you know you were some like jack the lad in a bar and you know he knocked into you by mistake <laughs> yeah and you were this guy who loved the fighting nights out you'd probably look at eubank and be like you know, he's like a dad age guy. He's got a monocle and he speaks Turkish. And, yeah. and Chris Eubank would go, Oh, I'm very sorry. And the guy <laughs> would go, What the fuck do you say, mate? And he'd go, Yes, I'm very sorry. And the guy would go, Do you want to fuck you fight? I mean, I'm like Eubank, yeah. it'd be so bitch to get beat up by a guy in a monocle who, who, yeah. who, who, who flees the scene on a unicycle. Yeah. And has to pass his riding gloves to his son to knock you out. <laughs> Please take this, Chris. <laughs> yeah, he's a character, all right, for sure. But I mean, do you think? Uh, do you it. think Chris Eubanks a wee bit like? Uh, stay backstage, Dad, please. You know, or do you think yeah. he loves it a bit? Nah, I think he loves it. I think they come as a package. These guys, you know, in more yeah. ways than one. <laughs> yeah, um, they're definitely it's, it's it's strange, like. But I'm a big fan of Eubank. Um, I like all kind of celebrities who are a wee bit sort of in their own world to some extent. I like that a lot. I mean, we don't really see... Here's the thing. I think with social media, we clamp down on weird celebrity behavior too quick. Mm -hmm. Whereas back in the day, we just let it be a thing. Like, you know, Sam Smith crying on the doorstep in his pajama box. See, back in the day, it would have taken so long for news to filter back to him that everyone was like, what the fuck are you doing? That by now, he would have been doing something a lot more mad. So I think what we should do is just let let butterflies fly, you know? Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, Sam Smith is putting those pictures out on his, like, Instagram and stuff. So, I mean, he's kind of perpetuating his own demise, if you will. But, I mean, or, sorry, perpetuating its own demise. I mean, I can't call him her or him sure again because he is a I think he's just a being isn't he he's a he's group like, of people he's a group yeah. of people he's a gang well, well you, you can't be in these times mate you need to be socially distanced so what is he now does he just not exist anymore no he's a socially distanced group of up to six people you know what I think who also could be described as a socially distanced group of up to six people the night gimp I think maybe yeah. Sam Smith the night like Bruce Wayne the <laughs> That man, he's just Sam Smith in the Night Gimp. Have you heard the tale of the Night Gimp and his six rubber men? <laughs> you know what the funniest thing about the Night Gimp is that I've just realised there now? Like, night times are very still, like, quiet time. Like, you, you, you know, if you're in the house at night, it's very quiet. Whereas if the Night Gimp was just running about your garden, all here is just him trying to scurry about the garden and his like, legs rubbing together. <laughs> What I like is the night game would send one of his rubber men to come and attack you and you'd be like, oh no, he's after me. And he would finally catch you and he'd throw the punch and as it's in midair, you're like, no. But then it would just bounce off you like it would, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I think that that's the uh, the new um, HBO series people want, the night game and the rubber men. Just these strange characters. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a Don't want to pitch it. I think this is a show that I, I think we should pitch. I think we should pitch a show of us pitching ridiculous ideas, but to to do it in a sincere manner, like a hidden camera thing. But we go in with complete 
straight faced sincerity and be like, right, we have this new show. It's called uh, the Night well, Gift and the Rubber Men, and which I actually straight it sounds, it sounds like a show band from the 80s, and I get in the rubber man. <laughs> you, can't, you can't say if we have straight faces or not, because they're hidden behind a lot of latex. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I think that would be a really enjoyable watch. What are you doing there? I Just mean, knitting? I'm putting... <laughs> yeah, I'm making, you, I'm making you a nice cardigan, mister. No, um, I'm, I was putting my charger in, dude, because uh, I was running low, You know, which yeah. is also the name of my rap EP that's coming out. I, I said that you, me, and friend of the podcast and just genuine friend of ours, Aaron Butler, should do a sketch, and I think we could do a load of them, where we're Northern Ireland's first and only K-pop band, like Korean pop band. Yeah, but can you be K-pop if you're not Korean? Well, that's, our, that's the challenge mm. that we face, you know, and that's why I think it would be extremely funny to mm. put out like a music video of us trying to be K-pop guys and just playing it totally straight and just seeing the comments under the people being like, this is bad, you know, <laughs> like, why are, you, yeah. why are you doing this? I just think it'd be a lot of fun. Like, I could I could also see us, like, doing it for a laugh and then becoming, like, pretty well known for it. And then we just become, like, we just support BTS on tour. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if that's the end game and we get to support BTS, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I'll be very keen okay. to see that. But again, I'm kind of like... <sighs> You know, I, I just think the comments on social media and on videos and things are, you know, they, they can be so varied. You know, I wouldn't want to be putting on vi- like a video of me thinking I'm doing something serious and then people just be really offensive and hurtful. Give me, give me a music video or give me like a song and I'm going to look at some comments. Um, a song, right? Obviously BTS, you can think, but it'll all just be love, love, love in Korean. So um, go with Music by Madonna. Featuring Ali G. Or it's my granny thought he was called when the name appeared on MTV, Alec. I was like, all right. <laughs> Big alligator. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a dad joke. It me. is. Uh, okay, Madonna music. Music makes the people come together. Yeah. <laughs> What's your uh, opinions of Madonna generally? Um... You know the phrase, which I think gets overused a lot, including me, like I probably said too much, has lost a run on himself? Yeah. Bingo. What did you think of her singing about fried fish at the start of lockdown? uh, Very weird, but then again, like Madge is kind of pop royalty, so do you just let her have it? Like also, she lives in Portugal and she just moved to Portugal, so we adopted some David, could play for Benfica. I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, yeah. it's just a real genuine nice thing to do. Yeah. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't want that. At, at, like, parents can be embarrassing on the sidelines. And what yeah. would be way more embarrassing is Madge. Like, like a virgin. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, I was chatting about this uh, with, with my wife the other day about how, like, the legacy of bands are better if, like, certain people die. You know, she was like, I was saying, like, how great Queen are remembered as because Freddie Mercury's no longer there. But then she was like, oh, no, what do you mean? If, if the Queen were there, it'd still be making hits. I was like, yeah, but you do bear in mind that Brad May tore his arsehole and had a heart attack gardening. You know, it's not exactly the most rock and roll thing. He's just this, like, in any time you see, like, older What do you guys, mean he tore his arsehole? Uh, he was gardening and he ripped his glute and then that triggered him to have a heart attack. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, 
not a sweet setup for old May, May like, but he was, and then he said, like, oh, if, I ha- if I have it, if it didn't rip my arse, I'd not have known it had a heart attack. So thank goodness I, I was out with my, my trial digging holes in the garden and uh, you know, just tidying up after the night camp and run through all his petunias. But he, uh, he just said if I hadn't gone to the hospital with a torn arse that I'd never have discovered it had a heart attack. So, yeah, I just uh, think, like, after, and, like, see now. If, if you had to pick one member of Queen to be going to the hospital <laughs> with that injury, yeah. it wouldn't have been Brian. <laughs> no, no. Um, but he... Uh, It'd be Roger Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> or Brian, or is John Deacon the, the most nerdy-looking guy in a band ever, the bassist? Um, fuck, him, fuck him, I don't care. But, um, no, but, like, have you noticed how, like, nowadays, obviously, you'd look at, like, the Beatles for talk's sake, like they were the coolest band of all time. Them are the Rolling Stones, you'd probably say. But like, if you're watching a, a, an award ceremony and then like Keith Richards comes on stage, you go, "Oh no, go away!" <laughs> yeah. And he's just like crumpling onto the stage so as we mittens. <laughs> and I read, uh, his head. I read an interview with Keith Richards. You know the way everybody's like, "Oh, he, like he does coke every night mm-hmm. and stuff," and he's he's a wild man. Yeah. Uh, Keith Richards says he's never done more than a line of coke in his life. He's like on nights out, he, he will only do a line of coke, yeah. which is a bit like just having one pint and driving home. You know, he's yeah. like, he's like, I'm fucking doing coke, but I'm not doing, yeah. I'm not taking the piss. I kind of yeah. like that from him. Like, yeah, I mean, he, he, I mean, it's like, a six foot line, but <laughs> it's a conga line of coke. <laughs> but he said, I, I do like that, but. Some like some rock and roll stories. I watched the documentary about Lemmy, you know, the, the lead singer and bassist of Motorhead. Yeah. <laughs> but he basically was like, he lives in this, like, it kind of looks like social housing, this wee small pokey flat in LA. Well, he did until he, you know, got that awkward, they died. And um, he was just basically saying that I would drink probably a 10 glass of Jack Daniels every night. I would take whatever drugs are going and I smoke just nonstop from wake up to go to sleep. and. Kind Weird, of, he's dead. Yeah, I, I know that. I mean, that's kind of you know, yeah, it's fair. I think it's fair. But one of the things, like a lot of people were all talking about, how much of a legend he was, and all how like he's a good, he's a good fun time guy. But one of the guys in in, in Motorhead were like, yeah, Lemmy's just he, he goes, he's just Lemmy. He does these weird things, and they were like, oh, what's the example of that? And he's like, well, like he would always love to be on the gambling machines, but. For some reason, his favorite his favorite item of clothes he wore were these pair of cut off jean shorts that his butt hung out of. So he's like, so Lemmy would just be there in a pair of cowboy boots, both ass cheeks out, just in an old black shirt and, and like some sort of flipping weird cowboy hat doing the gamblies. And he was like, he was the hardest, most like woman icing guy he'd ever met. But he was like, Lemmy never realized why he was a gay icon, and that was kind of what was going on. And I just say, I'd love it if he himself used to phrase. Doing the gamblies. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, I'll see you after the show. I'm going to do the gamblies. <laughs> and then that's, a, uh, that's actually the opening line of the Ace of Spades. If you like the gamble, I'm t- maybe that's what we said. If you like the gamblies, <laughs> I'm your man. <laughs> if you like the gamblies, go up to Newcastle, go to Joyland Amusements. <laughs> and here, Another thing to ever think, the gamblies are always just right beside the box. <laughs> you know, you corner where the box are. So just any time you go for a piss, there's Lemmy with his whole leg just on the gamblies. <laughs> I mean, I think it's the first time this topic's ever been discussed in the podcast. Oh. <laughs> I had the gamblies beside the box. 
because it's, you get so nervous playing them, you have to just pump in and take a quick shake. Oh, shit myself oh. here. <laughs> Why is there always a guy like just there the whole night? Okay, the whole night there. Like, do you th- why why does there be one guy that thinks he's always gonna like win life changing money on the gamblies? You know, it's there's always one fella, and then it inevitably is just money he's put in. So then he thinks he's making though, but at the end of it, he's like, that's kind of just I'm right where I started. Fuck's sake. Yeah, there's a there's a guy whose miles is not right at all. He's like, yeah. here, fuck, I'm I'm lifting twenty quid here. Like, I know but you you paid an eighty five pound. I know hundred and twenty five pound. This guy rocket. No, there there was a guy who um. There's always, like, what is it about school, right? There's always this one, this one guy in school who arrives in your year, but he's from the year above, and he shouldn't be in your year, but he just arrives at school, and he's like, oh, I should be in the year above, but I'm in your year, and he's always a bad boy. We had a guy, Ivan, who was, like, in just... He, he sounds in, like he's, he was 55. Yeah, well, we'll hear. He, he was... Uh, I'm Ivan the kid. Well, he, he was big into gambling. He always, uh, I think he sold, uh, you know, rep cannabis resin just the big blocks of resin he chopped that off and he worked in his dad's Chinese shop so he like at night I know him he would yeah so he would do all that and it was just like he was one of the only people under the age of like 60 that I knew would just be always in the gamblies and like he would say he would watch people on them and then once the right amount the right amount that he would like try and just jump in to get the big but he knew weird that whenever I knew him he was like 15 but in reality he was getting on like 62 year old like can I tell you something really like It'll be funny to nobody else bar us, just because you know him. Absolutely. Um, I remember he was mates with my mate, Sean Martin. Mm-hmm. And Sorry, what? He, he was friends with my friends who were called Sean and Martin. I thought you said he was friends with my friend, Sean Martin. And I thought that's a weird name yeah. for a day, Sean Martin. <laughs> Sean Martin sounds like a stylist. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Check out my outfit. It's exclusive by Sean Martin. Um, <laughs> so I remember that guy, Ivan. Mm-hmm. Was really into like drawn on metal. Yes, like, you would get these wee metal things. Yes, like like we a a two pages, yeah, uh, sheets of metal, and they would have like a wee carver, and you copied the design. And I just yeah. remember this guy just walking about with this like dragon design, and I was like, he may be the coolest guy who's ever walked the face of the earth. And. Did he also always like where, like he would have gone, I don't know if you, you weren't schooling, but he would have gone from school, he would have taken his tie off and put a leather jacket on, just gone to work in a Chinese shop, you know, in a Chinese restaurant, not a shop. Um, it was just a very like, you know, whenever you're, you're a school kid, you don't, re- you don't really work until you're like, you do a wee part-time job and you're like 16 or 17, you don't yes. really work from your 15, just like being the manager of a Chinese restaurant, but. I was Ivan. You know, <laughs> took his blazer off, stuck it in the locker, leather jacket on. See you later, boys. Also, also, it's weird attire to go and put on, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, you know, you would think you would lose the blazer and put on, like, yeah. I don't know, a zip-up hoodie or a jumper or whatever. Yeah. But to be like, put his leather jacket on, like he's going to do some sort of cool Harley Davidson riding and be yeah. like, all right, guys, I'm away to work. Which <laughs> Chinese. But whenever you were you're a young boy, like you didn't, you you knew it was illegal to work. You know, it's like you don't have your national insurance number yet, mate. But there's people who lie about having jobs as well. Like yeah. that was a really big thing when we were younger. You know, you'd have a guy who was always like, "Yeah, I sell cars or whatever." You yeah. know, he'd be like, "My uncle owns a car garage, and I sell like Bentleys." That yeah. was always. I mean, I, I I told people that, but um, <laughs> that was always a lie. And what time you went to bed at? Yeah, I go to bed about two every night. You mean yeah. you never did. You never ever did. I am um, I sort of feel like now uh like going to bed early is the cool thing, like 
I like I like a good hundred percent. I can't work out people who are our age and they're like, oh, but but tired here. We we stayed up watching something till two a.m. Yeah. Honestly, 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 since we moved into this house about two and a half, three years ago, I three years ago, I have not stayed up to watch TV past half twelve. Yeah, I agree. Maybe after a night out, I've, I've come home and watched match of the day. Yeah. But I fall asleep halfway through it and then watch it in yeah. the morning. I'm very, I'm very well known in this house for falling asleep. And it's like at, at 10 o'clock or something. And they go, oh, I fell asleep and had to go up, up to bed. Um, but like, I would, you, you're a big head dozer, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you kind of yeah. like the head bobs, you know, because mm-hmm. you're very head heavy. Yeah. So, like, even though you're a big guy, like, you're a heavy guy, but your head is especially pretty mm-hmm. heavy. Yeah. And like, I could see you falling off stuff and still being asleep. Yeah, no, I've got a lot of uh, I've a lot of shock resistance on my body, fat, um, so uh, I, I can just. But I, 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 think you probably have a lot of like. I imagine you have like an oil, like a thick oil around inside your skull and stuff, and maybe a bit of your body. Like I don't think you're a fat guy. Oil? I think yeah, I don't think you're a fat guy. I just would imagine that if they cut you open, you'd have like blood and organs. But I think you also like I don't know. I can just imagine you having like a dark gray, thick crude oil. Yeah, I can see. Like, I don't think you're. I, mean, I think, I think if you cut you in a certain place and drained that, I think you'd be skinnier than me. I think you just have this oil. I mean, that sounds like very bad health. You know, like, yeah, what? Like, you're making it out like I've got some sort of like fucking health problem here, or secret health problem that no one knows about. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Really, can't decide because, like, you're very dainty. You know, like the way you move. Like you mm-hmm. said before. Yeah. You're a pretty flexible guy. You can sweat drop like like yeah. a bitch. I'm very know, so. agile. I'm very uh, very agile for a man of my yeah, size. So, so I think you're mm. and you're a sensitive guy. So I, I actually don't think you're a big guy. I think yeah. you just have like a condition where you have a lot of crude oil yeah. all all in your bones. So if I drain that, then I'll be just a, this wee frail guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, would you be up for say? Next week on Boyd Town, like I don't know, cutting yourself open. Yeah, absolutely. Celebrity drain. Well, that should be a great TV show. We should pitch or just get a load of like people on, drain them, just see what's inside them. It'll all be the same stuff, just blood, and then they die. <laughs> and then I'd just be drained, and all this oil would come out, and I'd just be an absolute hunk at the end of it. Think of the publicity we would get. <laughs> Weird podcast where <laughs> where guests drain themselves with blood. And just I mean, a weird picture of me and you. I mean, there's, do you know, uh, I think, let me get this right, because it could be quite... Uh, a feeling it's not going to be right. I feel it yep. could be quite, uh, you know, libelous, if I get this wrong. But <clears throat> do you know Dave Navarro, the rock star? He's a guitarist. Yeah, he used to go Yeah, he was in the Chili Peppers for a bit. He does this thing where he, like, hangs himself by his skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's I don't know what, what it is. Uh, I think it's like suspension or something. But I've he seen does this that. done before, and it's uh, yeah. I don't think I like it. You know who also does that is um, the celebrity chef Paul Rankin. <laughs> All right, okay. Well, well, didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I but used to work with him. He probably does it for a different reason. Like I think I don't know why Dave Navarro. He's a weird man. I think maybe Paul Rankin's just curing himself. So when he licks his skin, it tastes better. <laughs> yeah. Would you be up for like maybe like as a live vlog or maybe on the next live boy town episode? Would you consider like hanging yourself up by your skin? 
Um, I mean, I don't think it would end well because, like you say, I'm quite a heavy man. My skin would just tear. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be nice. Yeah, but this is post drain. <laughs> oh well, absolutely. Because then I have loads of excess skin. It'd be like Stretch Armstrong up there. It'd be great. Yeah, do for do. do you know what I was? Say totally off subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, let's just ditch that Madonna thing. I've had the page yeah. open for a while, but Madonna music. That was, I think, when I still like was like, oh, Madonna's sexy. And even then, she was mm-hmm. a brave age. So that's pretty good going. Yeah. No, and I read in one of the comments, she was five months pregnant in this video. And that's why uh, she's wearing a big fur coat. Nice. And fair play there. Who was she what pregnant I, with? Which one was it? Uh, just a wee baby. Yeah, but you know why like, her babies are now weird adults? Which yeah. weird adult was it? Like <laughs> Rocco Ritchie's such a weird guy. Oh, yeah. Is he yeah. still, is, what's he up to? I mean, he's still going, definitely, because he's like about 16 or something, but he's the last, <laughs> Catherine actually pointed out to me, she's like, have you, have you ever seen Rocco Ritchie? And I was like, nah. And she goes, he's a weird guy. And I went, all right, let me have a look here. So I'll go and check what he's at, Rocco. Do we Ritchie. do we try and get him on the pod? I mean, we'd be up for it. Uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely weird guy. Let me check him out too. Yeah, I mean, look, can I just show you a photo of him? Why is he a yeah. cray? Why is he a member of the craze? Oh no! Yeah, yeah. And it seems to he's, just be—it seems to just be his, his go-to style. My man Rocco, shout out to Rocco Ritchie if he's uh, if he's listening and he has any interest in um, coming on the pod. Let's let's make that happen. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, he's an actor. He's an actor. An actor. I like yeah. that. There he is with his dad and his brother. Oh, yep. That's David, his brother David, who plays for Benfica. Yeah, pretty sweet. That, that was the one that remember Madonna went through a wee phase of just going on holidays instead of like buying like a wee stick of rock or like a wee thing of beads for a wrist. You just take a kid back with her and be like, "There's nothing more authentic than bringing a child from your holiday destination." Yeah. And where did David come from? Our David glass. came. <laughs> Our glass. I don't think you've ever been to our glass, have you? No. Have you? I'd be keen to see you in more places. Yeah, I don't think you're a guy that's been to a lot of places in Northern Ireland. Like, I think you are more of like an international jet setter. I don't really yeah. see you as like celebrating yeah. you know, this place. I mean, I like, uh, you, you tell me some places and I'll tell you where I've been. Have you been to uh, Money Slain? Never heard of it. Have you been to Collybacky? Collybacky, yes. I've been Collybacky. For what? It's not a million miles away from you, sure. Poppers. Yeah, I think of yeah, it is. It is minimum as well. Oh, then I haven't. That's maybe somewhere else. So it's a ball mini. No. Um, have you been to Tandra Gee? Tandra Gee. <laughs> By the way, this is where we're at with lockdown podcast yeah. content. Um. Yeah, I've been to Tandra Gee. I think. See, before we'll do listeners' questions and stuff in a sec, but before we do, I need to. T- I was reminiscing. Hey, just before we go, hey man, remember we had a full list of things we wanted to talk about in this week's podcast? We've talked about none of them. Yeah, but we're duckers and divers, man. Yeah. That's what we do. I want to talk to you about, I was reminiscing about our trip to Paris when we did a gig in Paris. That was yeah. such a good trip. That, that was, was really such good. a good trip. Yeah. We've had a, a couple of nice uh, times. LA was good too. I've been reminiscing about LA a lot this week, as you can see from my hat. Um, I think what's so difficult is I was supposed to go like the day before lockdown. Yeah. And I didn't go, thankfully. Remember the night before yeah. we did the radio show? I yeah. was supposed to go in the morning. And I went, nah, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, You'd have still been there. 
Nah, nah, nah. Because I, I had friends who went around that week and, and like did manage to get back. But I think New York is the one where like you, you wouldn't have wanted to be just before. But yeah, Paris was good. LA, when we went to LA, it was brilliant. So good. Comedy good store. The weather was good. Mm-hmm. Just a uh, nice our, time. Our, our accommodation was so sweet. Yeah. But see now, like I am, I'm watching a show on Netflix called Selling Sunset, which is just about this group. Uh, it's the the Oppenheim real estate group. These two twin brothers who are, I think, four foot seven each, and they are just these real sassy guys who only really hire sexy women to work as their real estate agents. And it's just this really bitchy, sassy show that just shows you all these really swanky houses in LA. And like a couple of couple of questions. Yeah. Would, so I, I've seen the thumbnail on Netflix, but yeah. I haven't seen the show. Do you think watching it that you and me could sell property like luxury oh, properties? Hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah. As a duo, though. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, I mean, like all they seem to do is just go and party and then like party with clients, get them drunk, and then be like, "You'll spend forty million an hour, won't you?" And they'll be like, "Yeah," and then it's done. You know? Yeah. But like, it's got to the point now where we're watching it and like the houses that are like three million we're going fucking tramps buying that like <laughs> you doing yeah whereas yeah, it's yeah. like you know and it's like and then catherine said to me last night she said, you do realize that's like 10 times the price of our house and it's like yeah but you know but, then, Shush, catherine. but some of the houses are they look shit you know do you ever like say i like a house to be a house you know some of these look like the one that's 40 million concept like, houses it's like, it looks like a hotel. You know what I mean? There's loads of different things. I like, and there's a big veranda and a swimming pool, but it's like, that's a hotel. You don't need that, you know? And each room's almost like a, like a hotel room. It's like, that's not sweet. I would like, I'd yeah. rather have like a proper house. Like, you're, tra- I mean, you're, tra- you're a traditional kind of man. Like, I think yeah. you, you, would, you would definitely like to see the NBC in some sort of concept home. Yeah, I, th- I feel like you would, you would be a sort of person who would enjoy those kind of homes. I do feel like do, that. Do you think those guys could like reel me in pretty easily to spend in a lot of money? Like if I was a multimillionaire, do you think I would spend <laughs> oh. a lot of money on a property? Yeah, well, you're the kind of person who you would agree to the deal even if you didn't have the finance and then you'd be like, oh no, how do I get out of this? And you'd have to be just... But like there's, they were doing things last night where like they were talking about the length and width of a plank of wood and then like the 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 guy i think jason is his name he's the like the owner of the company he was like the longer and thicker the more expensive if you've got a bit i mean you don't want to cut panels you want them big and long and wide and it's just like all right and they're not they're not gay men as that might have probably insinuated but they were they just the like weird things like you would enjoy weak quirks that you would enjoy that other people mightn't be like that's not a big deal like you would probably um like for example, there was a wine, uh, wine display, but he was showing around, being like, "Yeah, trying to sell his house for eighty mil." But he's like, "There's no fans, heaters, or elevation on that, so therefore it's just fake." So he's like pointing out things that were fake, and like we think you don't need in the house, you know what I mean? We bits and bobs like that. He's like, "That's fake. That's wrong." And then whenever they do these houses, rather than just sell the house, they like like this forty million house. It comes with like a Ferrari and a Maserati, all this, all these fucking supercars just in the garage. You get those too, you know. Rather than just us buying a, an empty house and have to fill it ourselves, you just go into this like house with like Pablo Picasso paintings in the wall and flipping Lamborghinis in the garage, and you're just like, as long as I have somewhere to put my Maltesers, I'll be grand. 
I'm going to say when we sell our house, I'm going to just put a Terry Bradley in it and be like, it comes with it. But I think I feel like now Terry Bradley stuff is like, um, are you really Northern Irish if you don't have a Terry Bradley in your house? <laughs> it's, like, it's very Northern Irish to have a Terry Bradley, but then on closer inspection, it's like it's like Telly Bradley, you know? Yeah. Terry McBradley, like it's done by a guy with a similar name, but it's just not the yeah. legit thing. Yeah, no, Terry Bradley's definitely uh, definitely an interesting character. He's going to shop here in Bangor. I'd, have to, I'd love to take a wee dander down someday and see what he's doing. Like, have you, you doing much of this? No, have you? No, but I'd, be, I'd definitely be keen to. Like, I'd say he'd have a, I'd say he'd have a bit of spunk about him, yeah. you know? Well, certainly, I'm sure. Um, he, uh, he actually got me a wedding present, believe it or not. He got you the present? Yeah. But you haven't met him? So talk me through. So Terry Bradley is an artist from Belfast, very mm-hmm. well known. He got you've never met him. You don't know him, but he 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 got you a wedding. Like he sent you a wedding present. It was like Dave, enjoy it, man, from Terry Bradley. Um, it says on it, yeah, it says on the thing to the Elliots, congratulations, Terry Bradley. So, how did it get to you? I don't know, sometimes people just reach out. You know the way like Kim Jong-un was like, oh, I really like basketball. I'm a big fan of Dennis Rodman. And he was like, I'd be keen to get him into my country for a wee bit of shooting of some hoop. Um, maybe Terry Bradley's just been like, I like this artist, Elliot. I'd like to maybe... Elliot? Know, yeah, that's what I'm known as in the artistic uh, scene. Right, right. So he's probably like listen get me Elliot I want, I want to try and woo him maybe he's trying to woo me or groom me or something I know but it's not a great phrase woo he's really trying to he's really trying to woo her there like yeah but he's he, he's taking her to the Boytown Live podcast he's really trying to woo her yeah Boytown Live remember those mate they were good fun they were remember good fun. outside remember outside mate mm. uh, you know the way you're not that much of a hugger like compared to me what do you mean well, like you're a hugger, but you're not really like a, a kisser on the cheek or a friend. No, I would be. I'm big. I'm a big hugger. You just you get just get very creepy when you do it. That's all, and it just makes me feel uncomfortable. Only with you. Only like you, you, you breathe like and stuff into my ear and on your neck. Yeah. It's weird. Like, it's but will you like whenever we're told we're allowed to like touch each other again? Will you let me just run riot? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, to like an extent. Hands through, hands through the back of your hair. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah, fuck! I'd love that. I'm feeling like uh, I'm looking forward to seeing my parents again. It'll be nice to get rid of Holly for a few hours, to be fair, and just get a bit of peace. That started off quite nice, and then (laughs) didn't finish that way. Yeah, truth be, sometimes truth hurts, bitch. You know, but um, Mm. it is. It is. That's why I'm covered in bruises. (laughs) Uh, Very sassy. Right. What time? How long have we been talking shit here for? Half an hour. Yeah, more. Yeah. Fuck it. We're cute guys. I'll get the. What do you want me to get the questions from? I'll do Twitter and you do Instagram. What about that, you big pair? <laughs> Fine. Why am I fucking phone not doing what I wanted to? Ah, there we go. Right. So I'm doing Instagram or Twitter? <laughs> uh, you're doing Instagram? Oh, no. Okay. Also, right, let's bring this up before we mm-hmm. do questions. On one of my YouTube videos, yeah. Somebody put up a comment about you and I sent you a screenshot of it because it was so specific. Yeah. So I did, I did a podcast with Colin Geddes for Tea With Me a couple of weeks ago or last week. And um, fuck, where is it going? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody put up a comment saying, when is someone going to address... You weren't on the podcast. No. When is someone going to address Dave Elliott's benzo 
diazepine abuse stroke addiction. Somebody says what? And then someone else goes, is there any proof to it? And then the guy goes, unfortunately, man, he's been locally addicted for years. Enough stories of his wild behavior to last a lifetime. I know yeah. addiction is a serious matter, but the guy needs help. So I mean, what's all that about? <laughs> I mean, I think the person who wrote that probably needs more help than me because it's such a specific lie to, uh, to come out and say. Like, I think ben, benzodiazepine is some sort of like antidepressant uh, mood suppressor thing. And no, don't get me wrong. It's a bit late in the day to throw in Bond's thoughts. I've I've the odd moment where I felt a bit shit in life, but we all do. It's life, and <laughs> but I've never been on any sort of drug for anything, and I certainly don't have a low key addiction that makes my behaviour wild. I mean, I, I love that someone has fabricated this. It's a great, quite believable lie, to be fair. But it, it, it's because it's such a specific drug. Yeah, I know, but. Maybe maybe somebody has been drugging me, Alan Harold Chipman, and that's why I'm as weird as I am. Um, I actually think we should we should start calling him Harold Shipman. Shitman. Jesus Christ, he's a shit. He was a shit guy, so I think we should yeah. start calling him that. But each to their own. So, but just to clarify, you don't have an addiction. No, well, and if it did, I wouldn't admit it in the podcast. But like that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So. Our first question comes from, oh, um, someone asked, do we have a mailing address or PO box for gifts? Oh, we, we, we will get that on the go, but we don't right now. Yeah, see if it's, if it's, if it's like a 24-pack of benzodiazepine, holler you boy. I'll pick them up in the Sainsbury's car park, don't worry about it. Uh, Matthew, oh, here he is, Matthew Mernon. He says... Talk us through this collab with the money toad question mark. Dave, have you seen the guy doing a music video called Telly Hater? Yes. You have? Yeah. What did you I'll play I mean, a bit of it too? Yeah, pl- play play a bit of it for context to people who are listening and watching. Right, by the way, by the way, it goes on like after a while, and then all of a sudden, it's getting it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's that's something. I mean, fair fucks to anyone who's, who's, who's uh, to use a horrific phrase, doing their thing. But what I will yeah. say is that, that other guy who shows up, like the first guy at least looks yeah. like he's there for a rap video. The yeah. second guy looks like he was just doing like joinery in that guy's house and just <laughs> yeah. asked, if, asked if he could get involved. No, I mean, uh, the, yes, the, first guy's, the first guy's got his eyeballs tattooed and he's in a straight jacket. I don't know if that's necessarily a go-to rap look. I mean, I don't, I think. I mean, Do you think that's real? Well, what? The tattoos and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I've seen that guy before and I think he's got serious uh mental health problems and i mean he's got no flow for a start you know his rap's not good it's just yeah really aggressive threats really i mean speaking of, of haters and sucking dicks um have you ever heard that song 
the DMX that sings, uh, y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here. There's up like, in, y'all gonna oh. make me lose my cool up in here, yeah. up in here. Do you ever listen to the words of that? I like the start of it. It's kind of like he's threatening you, but also basically saying that a load of guys have sucked them off. And why about the? I read you the lyrics because I was I was on on my exercise bike the other day having we listened to it, and I just it was the first time I've ever play, paid like full attention to the lyrics. Um, uh, let me see up in here lyrics, DMX. Um, yeah, so he goes. If you gotta bring it, if if it got to bring it to your cards, then it's gonna be quick. All your men's have been to jail before. Suck my dick. It's like what? Um, and then there's where's the other one? Yeah, he goes. Y'all, some things remind me of a strip club because every time you come around, I gotta get my dick sucked. So it's like, I mean, he's talking about all these guys sucking his dick in jail and always gonna gotta get his dick sucked by guys. And I, I don't know what the crack is up, but I like it. I like that flex from DMX. That's not very, um, it's not very like rap to yeah. be like asking sexual favors of guys. Like traditionally no, but, it's not, but I like, no. I like to see it a lot. Yeah. Be like, hey, you, your boyfriend sucked my dick. Uh, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Cause he does it in, in that voice yeah. of like, ah, ah. So like, you're not really listening to what he's saying. That's actually the noise that he makes when your boyfriend sucks his dick. Uh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to be in a relationship with a man like kiss him and spoon him and ah. <laughs> what? What'd you say? Shoot him with my dick. What? It's, it's that sort of like the aggressive delivery of the of the the rap makes you go of, of what the actual lyrics are. What? Um, uh, my man, my man, the MX. Uh, yeah, he's actually called Doomsk. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that? Have you heard that new rapper Doomsk? It's so good. Uh, we got loads more, more questions. Hmm. Uh, this comes from Kirsty Ferris. If you made a bucket list, what would your top five? What would be your top five? Yes, uh, thanks for the lockdown laughs. Thank you very much. Yeah. For that. I thought you, I thought you said ferret there that really made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> hey, Kirsty Ferret, hello. Um, <laughs> a bucket my, list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did want to see a sunrise because I'd never seen one. But I walked up Sleep Donard last week and I saw it. Do you know there's a guy I went to school with who used to think the term bucket list meant girls he would like to have sex with? Quite a true story. Oh, she's on my fucking bucket list. What are you talking about? Oh, girls like the bucket That's not what a bucket list is, mate. The fair play to you. <laughs> see it? A bucket? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, um, I don't, let, like, what would we like to do together? We want to get back to LA together for sure. Yeah. Um... I mean, should we try having. A, should we like get married? We should have done, but unfortunately, both of us are married now, um, so it's kind of fucked. We got married before it was legal for guys to get married, so we fucking shot our load too early again. Um, with a Harry Bow ring. Yeah, um, Harry Bow ring. I just, I don't know. Like, does that question mean like generally or a bucket list, or does that mean like what do we want to do after lockdown? Like, what's? No, I think it means like generally like what would you like to do before you pop your clogs i want to go to the land of the rising sun japan i want to go and check that place out um, what is it you want to, what is it you want to do there it sounds like you've got some plans yeah i want to see what the future is going to be like um, and i feel like those guys are in the know um i, I like the the different 
um, sort of floral horticulture out there. I'd like to see some different plants and flowers. I'd like to see the, the beauty of, of nature. And yeah, just I'd like to also watch some live sumo wrestling. I think that'll be a hoot. Um, so go to what Japan. Yeah, like street fighting might be interesting. We'll see some street fighting anywhere, basically. Yeah, um, in terms of like what I would like to do comedy-wise, I don't know. I'd like, to, I'd like to do it as a career. I'd like to earn good money from it. That's what I want to do. I want to see stuff I've written be on TV. That's a bucket list goal. And I'd also like to become a, a real estate agent in LA. I think that'd be dope. Uh, yeah, I think, like, what if we did, like, a selling sunset? What if we did, like, selling Sandy Row? Uh, I mean, well, you know, the, properties in that you know the first couple of lads who would go to to get, a, to get on our team, like? Mark Bill and Blowy, Boot Walsh to lead, lead the charge. But um, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's a hard question to, to ask nowadays. Like, there's nothing. I think, like, if you were just like a couple without, without kids, you'd have loads of probably like adventures you'd want to go on. But now, like, my adventures are kind of like, let's just get retired, get the kids out of the house, and let's go on a cruise. That's kind of the height of my ambition now. But Catherine really wants to go to like, Vietnam, but I don't fancy it. I'd rather go to Japan. So I might, I think when we're older, maybe try to tie in both. I'll go to Vietnam for a wee bit and have a nosy there and she can go to Japan and watch me just scoot up the street on a briefcase with wheels. Be great. I could, I could see you being the sort of guy on a cruise who would stay on for the next round of the cruise. You know, like yeah, you work out some sort of deal where you just stay on the ship as yeah. it's getting cleaned. Mm-hmm. I'd be all for that. Like, all for it. Uh, We've got uh, we've got a lot more questions coming on here. Um, yeah, that noise is horrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Do it again. Uh, <laughs> okay, our next question comes from Daniel Houston. He says, "Good afternoon, Money Toad and Papa Bear. How do you each make how do, how do you each?" What? How do you each make your tea or coffee? Any weird things you do in making it that others don't? And any news on Live Boy Time podcast? Zero news on the live front, and there yeah. will be for a while, but we will keep you posted. But I think um, I, I think he means on that. Like, are we going to do one of these live? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. All right. Okay. I mean, for the no, foreseeable. No. no. But no, that's what we'll we'll work on it. As but soon it'll as be we on, can, we will. Yeah, but it'll be on Patreon for sure. Um. I think I I make coffee in a weird way, but do you make tea or coffee weird? And then I'll answer. I always try to shoot my bag into the cup of tea across the, the room. I always try to like throw it in the tea bag into the teacup. Um, out, but of ten, out of 10, how often would you get it in? Four. I, uh, okay, so here's what I do weird with coffee, although it's not that weird. Oh, well, I used to say it and then we'll decide. So I use the wee pods, wee coffee pods. Um, so fairly standard. So far, I have a wee Nespresso machine. So what I find is that, like, even whenever you do the big coffee selection on the machine, it doesn't really fill the cup as well oh. as I would like. So what I do is I boil the kettle, first of all, and oh. then I go over with my wee pod, I put mm. it in, and I, I basically put in a mixture of boiled kettle water and whatever the Nespresso machine throws out to me. So I basically top it up. But what I like to do is do a layer at a time. A layer at a time. So I start with a little bit of, yeah, this is weird, a little bit of boiling water, just a little bit. Yeah. Then I let the machine run. As it's running, 
I'm, I pour the kettle water at exactly the same speed so that they're both filling up evenly. Mm-hmm. And then I top it off with a little bit more kettle water on top. So uh, what do you think of that? That's definitely weird. Um, you, that's a weird way to do coffee. Um, I'm kind of, I, 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 one of my friends, he uh, is a bit of a coffee guy. He has his own coffee shop and things, and he's become a bit of a coffee snob. And I was at a at a birthday party during the week, socially distanced in the rear garden, chatting about things, and I was telling him about my coffee habits, and he was like, "You're at risk." And I went, "Oh no, of a heart attack." He went, "No, you're at risk of like becoming a real coffee guy." I went, "What do you mean?" He was like, "Like you'll be getting this big expensive machine and doing all this shit." And then I sort of said, "Nah," because. I like my coffee like I like my man, my friend, you know, strong, black, and leaves a nice lingering taste in your mouth. Um, that's what I like. But they, they'd be fans like flat whites and stuff, but I like I like it black. So I just get my, my coffee beans um, ground, of course, but I have been researching some more coffee during this lockdown. So I get my wee bag of ground beans, get my cafetiere out. You have to heat the cafetiere with the warm water, so heat that up. This is every morning my routine at 6 a.m., get up heat the cafetiere, pour it out, a couple of spoonfuls of, of coffee, boiling water, let it settle, cafetiere, then I pour the cafetiere into my flask because I keep my wee contigo flask to keep it warm throughout the day. So Do that. Um, and then I close that up and then I put the remainder into my cup and have a wee cup there and then just keep the contigo flask just throughout the day for my two and three cups of coffee. And that's what I do at the minute. But I think I'm going to get in the grinder at the end of this lockdown. Um, the and- coffee? Like just coffee grind coffee beans down and make my own. Ah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Michael Hamley says, who's the most creme fraiche cook out of you two? Well, I would say Dave is a better cook, a more experienced cook, but I'm probably more of a creme fraiche cook because yeah. I just put like lemon, I put lemon into everything. You know, that's pretty creme yeah. fraiche. Oh, I'll tell you uh, something. Speaking of creme fraiche, I got uh, told by my wife, she was like, see if I knew you did that before we started going out, I wouldn't have gone out with you. And I went, what? She was, the way you put Devil salt and pepper in the food, and it's like, I get the, the wee grinder. And she was like, that is, why are you doing that? You're not, uh, so like a, you're not like a proper chef. And then she eats my delicious food that I've prepared for, and then she apologizes. And then that's that. And then I say, look out the window, and she looks out the window, and the night game comes and gets us both, and it's a great time. Um, but yeah, I, I love cooking. That's the problem. I love doing it. Do. And, I I like to experiment with things. And yep, I know. yeah, and I just feel like yeah, I just love it. But you, you definitely are a weirder cook that some of your things like if someone were to question you and what you're doing, I think you'd be sassy about it. This is what I do. And it's like I you shouldn't actually be pouring, you know, leftover bath water into your soup. It's what I do, I love it. Because the, the it gives it a kick. The, the, I get vitamins off my own body. The uh the thing I'm into eating most for lunch at the minute is frying two bits of salmon, mm-hmm. a little bit of olive oil, fry two bits of salmon, break it up with the wee, like, what do you call fork, it? Fork. Fork. Yeah. A fork. Like, cut, cut it up with that as it's frying. Like, uh-huh. just cut the salmon up. Then I pour in some whole grain rice and about half a ten of sweet corn. Uh-huh. Fry that bad boy up. A little bit of lemon over the top of it. Yeah, that is nice. What also adds a nice flavor to that is a wee bit of broccoli in there. Is nice with that as well. And then you can also put like some wee chili flakes in there if you're looking to. Nah. Yeah. Nah. But it's good. See if you're a fatty like me and you're on a diet, that's not bad because you get the wee bit of the uh, 
a bit of the heat from the chilies, a bit of the the I, I'm something that heats it up. I don't want to say I've got carcinogenic stuck in my head, but that means cancerous. Um, it's like something that heat heat you up and get your ticker going. Right, man, let's wrap that up. Sake, yeah, let's wrap um, up. Uh, Dick McClay says, Bondi Chico's over the weekend, one of Twitter's hottest trending hashtags was hashtag Comgate. was <laughs> disappointed to find out it wasn't the long, due, long overdue opening of Boytown's hottest night spot and was actually just about some nerd called Dominic Cummings. But have you invented any new recipes in quarantine? Oh, wow. Um, I've just talked you through a major one of mine. I am. Um, I've said to Catherine, uh, like, here's, here's back to Kirsty's question um, about. Uh, bucket list goals. I like to do my own cookbook, I think, because I like to make some gnarly recipes up. And I have, like, I call, I mean, I call my, when I'm making fancy food in the house, Elliot's, because it's like a restaurant, you know, I go all in on it and make nice gear. And I've got Elliot's special house pasta, which is the, the number one recipe. I like the house pasta. Yeah, it's the specialty, Elliot's house pasta that would go into the book. But in terms of like nice recipes, I've been getting more into my, treating, my, <laughs> treating my meat. Over lockdown and then like getting <laughs> it on the grill and, yeah, and, and, and getting it going really good, you know. So I'm I'm, I'm into experimenting with meat uh, during this lockdown. David Mead? Yeah, David Mead. I'm um, speaking of other things I've experimented out, nothing to do with food. I've uh, been like moisturizing my hands and feet a lot more and my feet are now completely soft all over like a baby. So I did a foot peel and now <laughs> I've got like, yeah, I did a foot peel and then I've got this like really good foot cream and my feet are just so soft and brand new and fresh. Like, you know, a wee, a wee snake loses its skin. I'm like a baby snake, my friend. That's beautiful. Uh, okay. Um, so you've got the questions on Twitter. Yes, I do. Oh, and now we're nearly done. Thank fuck for that. Um, not that I don't enjoy doing the podcast, can I just point out? But, um, let me see. There's actually quite a few on Twitter this week. Well done, boys and girls. Fuck's sake. I think you said, Davey, you were going to get a Patreon on the go soon. Is that right? Yeah, I'm going to record a Patreon this week at some stage and stick it up there. Um, Twitter questions. Warren Ball has said, now that the big-eared friend of the show, Pootsie, has given the go-ahead for car parks and forest parks to open, will the lads be keen to restart uh, the dogging season? <laughs> I mean, is there people that are like, you know, avid doggers that are sort of having to like check every day what the laws are on that scene with guys that are in the glory holes. Like, yeah, is that why is there no information for those guys? Because they need to know when they can get back at it ultimately. Yeah, well, there's a there's a show that needs to be on the TV through the glory hole, which is kind of like through the keyhole, except you just get someone's dick to guess who it is. Oh, who do you reckon that is? Oh, it's Michael Paul for sure. <laughs> Who is it? Who is it? Uh, I think that's Tony Blackburn. Correct. <laughs> Correct. That'd be a great show. Um, but who yeah, would you like to host it? Who would host through the glory hole? Um, I mean, it would have been Dale Winton, but he's popped it. Uh, I'd probably say Rylan. There you go. Rylan. Yeah. Job at it. Or to shock the world, Emma Willis, if you want to add a wee bit of class to it. You know, she <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really add a wee bit, and she adds a wee bit of like excitement to things too. She knows how to build tension, so she'd be to be good at the, through the glory hole. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch that. Um, Bapper said it's obvious that the man boy cheeky has a bee in his bonnet about people buying followers. It's time to be named and shamed. So so what is it? Do you want to talk about this? I talked about this a bit in my podcast. 
during the yeah. week. And so Dave Elliott would be the number one guy who's playing <laughs> forward for sure. Like but, I'd put but, Dave in. Listen I'd here, said, like I want you to come, come, come clean. Be honest. Tell the people what is this first and foremost? What is going on? What is the phenomenon that's happening that's got under your skin? I'm seeing a lot of local celebrities, which is a double negative. There's yeah. no such thing. Um, all of a sudden have so many followers. Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking. I was like, I don't know. And then I was chatting to a friend a good while ago from a PR company who said that anyone they work with, they check them. So he said that he mm-hmm. checked mine. And of course he found that it was all bought. Yeah. <laughs> he's like why are you so big in Mozambique and I was like yeah man they just they love the McGoldrick videos um, but he told me about this website where you can go and check and mm-hmm. I was like oh, okay that's interesting and then about a week ago I told you about it and then mm-hmm. you were like that is really interesting and yeah. look it's mad mm-hmm. that a gen like obviously I, I'm aware that some people will do it but like way more people do it than don't do it yeah. I just think it's it's so indicative of tw- this this age. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like don't get me wrong. We we put stuff out there, like this podcast. We put something out that we want people to like. Mm-hmm. We're busy saying, like, in a way, like us or like the page or whatever. Yeah. But you want that to happen, obviously, naturally. But yeah. It's just got into this horrendously cringe thing where people are like. You know, there's there's like people here trying to be influencers, and yeah. their mom and dad are like. And by the way, if that's what you want to do, thousand percent do it. I'm not saying you can't be an influencer and be from here, but there's people from here that are like, you know, and their mom and dad go, "Listen, you're about to turn thirty here. What do you want for your birthday?" And they're like, uh, "450 followers, please." Yeah. It's it's just it's utterly utterly bizarre to me, and it's like, how are these people okay with it? How are you just like, I don't know, like able but- to just. It's a land of make-believe. Like, that's what it is. Your whole basis and character is based in false, falsehood and uh, deceit, you know? So, and the people are looking at your page going, oh, they have X amount of followers. Maybe get them to endorse something. So, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's lame if they're not real followers, you know? It also, in a way, works for them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, it obviously seems to pay off, but I just don't think people know that it, it actually happens. Yeah. And like, no, I, I don't think that general people know that. Like, there was one so guy who, who we spoke about, this guy. He's a, I think it's like a model don't slash give too much away trainer. because it's not, it's not fair, yeah. Yeah, well, well, it is. It's fully, fully fair. If someone's going to buy followers, people can call him out. I'm not giving the guy's name, but I'm just telling you what he is. A model slash fitness guy. Thousands of followers. And he puts up something about, like, doing a bit of training. Yeah, and he uh, gets, like, 20 likes on it. You know what I mean, dude? You do the math. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah, it's, 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 when, I don't know. It's like, it's not that I have a problem with it. Like, I'm aware of, I have chatted about it a lot recently. It's not uh, a problem. It's <laughs> more like, keep I, I, I almost like want people to talk with about it and go, is this here or not? She's not think this is mental. Like, I, I don't know. I just think it's, it's crazy and like, the character I've done before where I've sort of taken the piss out of influencers. Yeah. I'm definitely going to like bring that back because yeah. you got to be roasted. Def- like definitely do, do it. Bring it back and do something about buying followers. Also for that character, your hair would be so high right now. It'd be great. 
Yeah. You're terrible. You're in the sky. Do you want me to film something tomorrow? Yes, do. I'll, I'll help you put something together. Right. That'd be a good crack. Uh-huh. Um, it, uh, more questions. Bizarre. Yes, go ahead. Uh, Rebus has said, Hello, you sexy sovereigns of spermatozoa. For too long, the conversation in this podcast has been in the gutter. So in order to get some more intellectual chat going, my question is, um, are you more interested in finding out the definition of the word rantalian or, or rantali, rantalian or crambazzled? Crambazzled for sure. What about you? I think I know what both of them means. I think nah, I, you wouldn't. I think I do. I, I think crambazzled means... I, I could be described as crambazzled, I think. I think crambazzled means... You are like, like a, a thick layer of oil in your body. Oh, you're like you look older or more like be- weather beaten than your age is. I think if you're crambazzled, yeah, you're definitely like crambazzled for sure. Yeah, so like I think I think crambazzled means you're like I want to say a boozer, like someone that drinks too much and ends up looking way older than they are. Like our mate Soda Malcolm, crambazzled, he's only 32. Um, but there's that. Yeah. I think Rantillion, I, I might be wrong about this, so I think. <laughs> I think I remember there's a guy who we made fun of in school for having long balls. He like he had a small wee dick, but his balls were very long for his age. And How I, did I you think know? because we showered together, you know, obviously we didn't do any sports around the weekend. It's the <laughs> yeah. break time activity. But I think that's someone called him Ranty for a while, and I didn't know what that meant. And they said they found this word in like Urban Dictionary. I think that means having long balls. Now I can entirely be wrong about both, but as an intellectual man. I think I'm right. So we'll never know, but unless Rebus gets back and lets us know that, but I think that's that's what that means. Um, Enjoyable, Rebus. I don't like though you're trying to bring like high brow stuff here because it's it's oh, just no. not what we do. Oh no! See, Maddie Carlton has said, "Good morning, man, boy, cheeky and Papa Bear." I was just wondering, did you ever sign a sexy and ideal with the Austin Campbell models? And did Dave ever open his cafe in Lisburn with Rob Herring? And then Carla Tonioni is back. Um, Maud versus Todd Banter War, Snipper Shaggy, Snip Snip, and he sent some great photos from our uh, our tweet back days. Which I mean, a personal favorite is probably this. <laughs> yes. Do you remember this one? Read that. Uh, I started the lights bouncing off it. Sorry, hey, who's it? Hey, Justin Lee Collins. Hey, Justin Lee Collins, any stand-up gigs coming up, Harry Face? Would be keen to see you do your stuff again. Also, do you like my face? Hashtag smile of a winner. <laughs> Is there any more? Um, <laughs> can you get that? Does this work? Hey, Mr. Maud, Paul Stafford, it's me, Mr. Todd. Do you like my new style? One... Two snippers, Jackie's coming for you. OJ, just banter, retweet for banter. There's <laughs> <laughs> some classic. Let's see. Oh, dear. This is the, the there's two here. <laughs> retweet for banter, lad. <laughs> right. <laughs> this one. Do you remember this? Hold on. And then we go across to my, my bum in a second. Can you read that? Sexy and I. I'm keen to do a sexy photo shoot with the new Miss Emily and or at Gemma Garrett. Can we make this happen? Retweet equals support. Hashtag sexy and I. 
Hashtag dick, dick and balls boy. <laughs> Sexy and I. It's great. And then uh it's just oh. like a little classic of my bum. Yeah, I made you do one saying. <laughs> Hold on, there's no one tagged in it though. I know this one's even weirder. No, you made me tag tag you made me tag the picture. Read it out, read it out. It says Hey sir, sorry to DM you. Could I tempt you into a large helping of bum cake? You bring the icing seriously. I love your work. It would be cool to meet you and maybe tag somebody who can't see who it is. Um, Dave, yeah. screenshot that and put it up on your Instagram and just say tweet back memories. Hold on, this is a great one. <laughs> you read that? Oh. Hey Jason Shanky, I got my hair cut. Snip, snip, you like? Hashtag <laughs> Snip Shanky. And it's an x ray photo. Uh, oh man that's so enjoyable like uh, are you having feelings now of like the nerves we used to get doing those yeah and i I used to really love them they were so great um we should bring them back to lockdown for a bit of banter here's the one of the most famous of all great to see my body and business partner rob herring scoring for ireland in February 2018, we uh, opened our breastfeeding cafe in Lisbon. Or no, we opened our breastfeeding cafe in Lisbon Square. Pretty excited. Tommy Bow, Andrew Trimble, <laughs> Martin Rogan, Duke Special, Belfast Telegraph. Please help me spread the word. Word retweet for warm milk. Hundred retweets? Question mark. Uh, and then, oh well, this is the hold on. This is the one. I'm going to finish on this one, then get back to the questions before we go. Oh, please tell me how great that is. <laughs> Let me see. Oh no. At Ryan <laughs> Burnett, at Rory Best, at Martin Rogan. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry, Ryan Burnett, Rory Best, and Martin Rogan have 30 bum bums. I want to scrub them clean. Fancy it, lads. In brackets. Makeup by Patty Moo. Hashtag bum wash. Hashtag. <laughs> Dream. What does it say? Hashtag dream. Hashtag, but well, most dreams come true with CEM capitals. Um, that was oh, great. Man, uh, so I'll, nice. I'll definitely get some of those. Um, and the last question. People have dirty bum bums. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'm sure at some point all those lads have. Um, yeah. Volcano Jenkins has said, may have missed it, but here it goes. One area of business that actually may have picked up during lockdown is ice cream fans. What if you boys had an ice cream van? What would you call it? Um, Mr. Uh, not Mr. Whitby. What about like... What was the shit name you gave yourself during our, one of the radio shows? And it was one of the worst bits of banter ever. But you'd said it and you're like, oh, I can't. You're calling me... I know what it is. School, uh, we were having the school disco <laughs> and I called myself School Shane. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. <laughs> You're like, you, this is Rave Elliot, but this week it's uh, it's what you want to call yourself. It's I'm School Disco Dave. And you went, yeah, well, I'm. <laughs> school Shane. I'm School Um. Yeah, so what would you call yourself if you were an ice cream man? Um, probably ice cream man Shane. <laughs> I no, call my oh, I would call mine Vanilla Scoopfield. Vanilla 
Scoopfield. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know if the kids are going to be able to say it too easily and stuff, though. Phenob Scoopfield, but I would only deliver two men. Ah, uh, I see where you're going with this. Um, I don't know. I think I'd call it like, what about Mr. Whippy Pippy? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Whippy Pippy, and but you'd be yeah. so sassy giving out the, uh, ice cream to people, throwing it up. Yeah, you only give it in the hand. Like there's no yeah. cones or tubs; it's just in hand. <laughs> Do you want it or not, <laughs> Mr. Whippy Pippy? <laughs> and you know the only place where we deliver? Where? The only place we deliver is where's that place? Pipeworks? Uh, no. Um, what do you call the place in Armagh? I know. Cross McGlenn. Oh, it's, yeah. it's the only place. Uh, shout out to that guy. Have we got, got any some, more? I've got some ice cream in my bag. Oh, do you can have some? No, I don't. <laughs> my mom. Where's his mum from? My mum's from Dock. <laughs> As have we talked about him before in this podcast? We can't, we can't, uh, we can't. Why? Save it for yours because I don't want to open any any doors. Hey, I want this guy in the podcast, guys. That's that's us all done. Do you want to do the take care of the business and I'll go and take care of the chair? All right, man. I just want to say um our Patreon is patreon.com slash boytime podcast where we're we will have more bonus ep- bonus episodes. I did one a couple of weeks ago. Dave's gonna do one this week and we'll keep we'll keep doing those and there's Aww. there's exclusive wee things. Um I want to plug my the videos for this. Oh. The videos are YouTube Boytime Podcast. You can see the video episodes. I want to plug Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, which comes nope. out every Monday. Nope, nope. nope. The Sly Guy podcast, like you, yeah, which comes out the, the, yeah. the, the podcast formerly known. If that's Wednesday. what we're doing, I have to plug the Shane podcast, which comes out on a Wednesday and a Friday. Yes, it's now known as Tea with Me, so you can check out those. And everybody, just stay well. We want everybody to stay well and Fucking right, prosper, live long and prosper. Go into prostitution if you if you only if you want to only if you have yeah. a passion for it. True, and right. uh, and you keep and yourself pretty, safe and you socially distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty cool time. All right, so uh, yeah, Papa Bear. Yeah, I'm gonna buy. Godspeed. See you later. Love you. Thanks, man. Bye. Bye.